A little nervous this morning. This is the first time I've ever done this. It is. It is. I, I've usually come and I've, uh, I've preached many times at many places, and uh, that's comfortable and good, and I enjoy that. I love that. But I've never been anywhere as a missionary to share uh, what we're doing, what God's doing. So this is my first try, so be patient with me. <laughs> I think it'll go well. Well, I'm excited to be here this morning, and I'm excited to share what God is doing in my life, my family's life, uh, how he's been leading us. So thank you for having us. Um, this is going to be good. This will be really good. So I'm going to share um, what's happening and what's going on. Usually when a missionary comes, they're bringing pictures from the field, stories from the field. And uh, that's kind of the normal framework that I see. Um, but I haven't been to the field yet, so that makes it a little harder again. <laughs> so I'm going, okay, I'm going to the field. I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm heading out to the field, and we're excited to do that. Um, we won't leave until we hit 100% of our support. That's when Cadence will release us to the field. Uh, we're somewhere around 35%, a little over that, I think, right now. Uh, so we're getting there, and it's coming very well. It's very exciting, very encouraging as that's happening. So I've got this, too. I usually don't use those. Oh, look at there. worked. Okay. Um, so Cadence International, as Kevin mentioned, is a ministry to the military. Sorry, it worked the first time. I might need help. Am I, is it work? Did I get it? One second. Okay, we'll figure this out. Sorry. Um, so Cadence International is a ministry to the military. Cadence has over 200 missionaries worldwide. They're at um, all kinds of different locations here in the States and overseas. Uh, so they've been doing great work for about 70 years that they've been serving American servicemen and service women, working alongside military chaplains to evangelize and disciple uh, the soldiers to know and follow Christ. So I'm going to try this one more time, Dan, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to give it to you. I hit it, and it didn't do it. Did it? Was that me or you? Went to That was me? Okay. Sorry, technology's fighting me this morning. We did test it this morning, and it worked fine then, so I don't know what it is. Um, so how Sabrina and I will do this is through hospitality ministry. Uh, the theme verse of Cadence is, comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. And that's the idea that we are sharing not just the gospel, but our own lives with the military community. We're going to open our home as we live outside of a military base, and we will do ministry from our house. We will have them joining us for Bible study, discipleship. Uh, we will be going on base as well, serving with the chaplains, uh, serving in the chapel, running Bible studies there, and doing whatever the chaplains will allow and have us do as well. So this is something Sabrina and I love doing. We love doing hospitality. We love having people over to our house. Uh, we loved having the youth. When I was doing youth ministry, that was our favorite, was having youth over at the house. Um, expected and especially unexpected. We loved the uh, people just showed up. You know, they're out riding their bike. They knock on the door and they're just there. Um, we loved that kind of ministry. That was some of our favorite things to do. And that's what we get to do in the military. Uh, we get to provide that for these servicemen and women who are 18 to 22 year olds, years old, away from home for the first time. There's a lot of loneliness and depression that they struggle with, things like that. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. And we're able to come and provide that home away from home. A home-cooked meal, a soft couch, a Dodgers baseball game, a Bible study, you know, and we're going to disciple them and we're going to work through those things with them. And if they're not a Dodgers fan, we'll get them there. So that's, that's part of the plan. That's a minor plan, but it's on there as well. Uh, one of the reasons we're really excited about this is uh, Sabrina's dad was in the Air Force for 35 years. Now, I actually asked 
I want Sabrina to come up, and I'm in trouble because I just asked her to do this 10 minutes ago, so I'm in trouble. She got zero warning. But as I was thinking about it, come on up, sweetheart. Uh, I'm not the missionary that Bear Valley Church is sending out. We're the missionary that you're sending out. It's my wife and I. Uh, she is just as much a part of this ministry and the work that we're doing as I am. Uh, my wife excels in hospitality. Uh, she loves having people over. She makes a wonderfully hospitable home. I love teaching the Word of God. When we get to bring those two things together and serve together doing hospitality and Bible ministry. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So Sabrina, I, I just asked her 10 minutes ago while we were singing. I'm literally in trouble. Pray for me. Um, <laughs> I asked if she would share a little bit about growing up in the military for 35 years, what that was like, and how that grew a heart for her to love the military. Um, Yeah, so I was fortunate that we didn't have to move around base to base. We uh, stayed in one spot, and I think that the fortunate thing of that was I had extended family close by that was support, and we were very involved in a local church, and so the local church um, was really our huge support. Um, my dad did have eight deployments, and that was scary. My, his first deployment, I remember, was during when Desert Storm began. I remember being in sixth grade and sitting at school sometimes not being able to focus on schoolwork because I was too worried about dad being gone. Um, and then he was also, one of his other big deployments that was a hard one was he was deployed when 9-11 happened. And so just the... Um, I remember watching it all happen on the news and thinking, my dad's over there. Is he safe? Is he not safe? Um, But it really was the church that kept us grounded. It was my parents' um, faith and strength and hope in Christ that um, just kept us solid, knowing that God's in control of all things. And I think without that hope, it's harder to get through the military life. Um, I don't know if you're going to share later, but... um, Marriages don't often make it in the military just because of the extra stress that's just added on, especially with deployments. And then when dad come home, there were some times that we wished, I wish dad would just go back because it's so hard having him back and trying to readjust and then add on extra things like PTSD, like dad's changed, he's not the same. And um, But being grounded in Christ... Um, I feel like my family did very well and just thrived in the military because our hope wasn't in ourselves. And so I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to love on wives, love on kids while dad's away, um, and just be able to relate to them in that way. And uh, that's something that I saw and I see in Mike and Robin. This is Sabrina's dad, Mike, if you were wondering, uh, that I've seen is this healthy, strong marriage. And part of the reason is they continued to have Christian community throughout his whole deployment, or through his whole service in the military, rather. Uh, and that's, not, that's something a lot of people struggle with, and that's one of the things we want to come in and provide. We're going to pro- try and provide that Christian grounding, that support, that network uh, that is there for the family to ho- help um, min- marriages thrive and do very well in there. Uh, could you just really briefly share one more thing? Um, what about our kids in the ministry uh, along with us? What, what did you hear and see as we visited other missionaries with kids? Since um, it's the whole family. Yeah, so if if you know our oldest son, Ethan, who's six, um, he is more than thrilled to be going into this ministry. Uh, being a youth pastor, our kids have always had teenagers as their friends. They, Ethan especially believes he is a teenager. Um, <laughs> and 
So that's just the life we've lived. Our kids have always been a part of ministry and they're going to continue to be that. Um, Ethan is already very excited if we say, like even today, coming to church, dad sharing about us being missionaries. It's like his pocket is full of military coins. He, If he knows that we're going to go share something about what we're doing, he'll put on his military vest. Like he is so excited. Um, and Wyatt and Noel as well, they just don't understand it as much as Ethan. Um, but our kids are going to be an integral part of what we're doing. Um, we, I just, if, if I can share this, I don't know, but, um, last year, I just remember Emily Boyd sharing with the women's Bible study, how relationships that her and Jimmy had made, some of them have happened just because of their little blonde haired kids running around and people seeing the kids and loving them. And I do believe that that's going to happen with our kids as well. I believe that our kids are going to connect us with parents of military personnel. Um, that maybe we wouldn't be able to reach otherwise just because our kids are going to be friendly with each other. So, Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. I'll let you sit down now. <laughs> um, but I wanted you to see, see Sabrina and hear a little bit of her heart as well because we are both missionaries to the military. We are bo- both employees of Cadence International. We're both going to be serving uh, with the military. So I want you to hear a little bit and see both of us. Um, so thank you for doing that, Sabrina. All right. Well, uh, just three days ago, we found out where our assignment is. Yeah, we are very excited. Um, so if you've been listening, everyone asks that. Where are you going? Where are you going? I keep saying not until we're at 60%. We won't know until we're 60%. Uh, talking with our coach and headquarters, they go, your support raising is going very well. You've got a great plan. We're going to assign you now. Uh, so they've, through God's grace and providing for us, have given us our very first assignment. Uh, so we're very excited to share with you, the church, first. Um, we are going to be going to, it didn't work. Not even messing with you. That's something I would do to you. Dan, give me a hand. We're going to Joint Base Lewis McCord, JBLM. And if you're like me, you said, cool, where's that? Next slide will show you. That is in the state of Washington. So we will be going to the state of Washington, just south of Seattle. If you go to the next slide as well. Uh, there's Joint Base Lewis McCord. So it's just south of Tacoma, uh, above Olympia. There's uh, some great people from our church that actually live in Olympia. If you know the Garnesses, we've got some Garnesses up there. Uh, so they're excited to have us come and join them as well. So that's where we'll be. The house that we'll be at is kind of, if you can see where it says Lacey, that's about where the house is. And I believe the next slide might actually show you the house. There's the house that we'll be ministering from. So that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. Uh, they, the good news is they'll be ready for us in two weeks. Yo. So, uh, yeah, we, we don't get to go until we hit 100%. Uh, they have what they kind of call substitute missionaries that are going to go and fill in uh, at the house until we hit 100% and we go. But uh, they're, they're very ready and very eager to have us go and join them. So we're very excited to do that. We're heading to Arizona on the 1st of February. You won't see us until about the middle of March. We're going to be doing a lot of support raising while we're over there, visiting a lot of churches and a lot of people, um, hoping to come back very close to 100% um, after that trip. Um, so yeah, that's some of what we're doing. The next slide. We'll fix this remote later. Okay, so a little bit about JBLM, Joint Base Lewis McCord. I'm still learning. Um, I've only known for three days. JBLM is by population the fourth largest military base in the world. What that means is there is a total active population of nearly 210,000 people on the base. And the base covers 410,000 acres. So... 
It's a very big ministry. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to serve there at JBLM. Uh, a little bit about JBLM. It's uh, home to the First Corps and the 62nd Air Wing, and they serve as centers for training and mobilization of all military services. It's the Army it's, I'm sorry, it's the sole Army power projection base west of the Rocky Mountains. What does that mean? I had to Google it too. Um, basically means that if we need to be at war at lunchtime, that's where they leave from. They're ready right now. Um, so it's a very active base in training and being ready to deploy and protect our country at all time. So very busy base. Um, and just curious, anybody been to JBLM? I know we have... Servicemen here, men, men and women, very good. We got a couple out there. Okay, feel free to come tell me about it. I've not yet been there. I'd love to learn a little bit more before we head up that way. Um, God is orchestrating everything. I wish I had time to share with you the amazing things God is doing. I feel like it's coming together like Legos. Everything's just clicking into place. We're going to be at JBLM. There's one other missionary up at JBLM that we'll be working with. Uh, It's a single lady. She works kind of with singles ministry and women's ministry is her focus. We'll be working closely with her. I worked with Cadence International in 2007. I led a team from the Master's College for a summer trip to Kaiserslautern, Germany. The missionary I worked with was Janessa Randall, the same one I get to work with at JBLM. So we know each other. We're friends. Uh, They just reshuffled some things in the leadership structure. So the new uh, regional director for Sabrina and I is a gentleman named Paul Cassidy, who is a friend that we've made. Like he's the only other person we know well in Cadence. (laughs) So looking at this, I'm going, God's just pulling together this team of people that know each other, love each other, are like-minded, are excited to work with each other. And it's, again, it's God just putting these pieces together. And I'm so grateful and excited to get up there and work with these people. Talking with Janessa, who's up at JBLM, and she's been there for a while. This house has been, well, I guess Cadence has had a presence at this base for about 40 years. Uh, They moved locations about two years ago to the new location where we'll be at. Um, So they've been there about 40 years. Speaking with Janessa about the base and hearing, hey, what's, what's it like? What's going on there? What's happening? She said that in her 25 years that she's served with Cadence, she's never felt more welcome on base than the chaplain, by the the chaplains and the chaplain corps than she does right now with the chaplains at this base. She said the garrison chaplain, who's the chaplain over all the chaplains at the base, as well as the base commander, go to her church there in Washington, are good believers and are just so excited to have us go up there and do this ministry. Um, So we've got really great inroads. Uh, She said the chaplain corps that's there right now are strong believers. They're excited to have us come. They're excited to have us work with them. So we're excited. There is some seriously ripe fruit ready to get worked, uh, and we're ready to go, and we're super, super excited to do that. So that's a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, That's a little bit about where we're going We were planning, like I said, to be ready the last week of June. They're kind of hoping in April now, so just to hear. So we're going to be back, and we'll we'll have celebrations and updates and things like that. We're not going to disappear on you, um, but we are grateful and excited to head out that way. I want to share with you a little bit from God's Word as well well, as I think about uh, Cadence and as I think about the ministry that we're going to be doing. So if you'd open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, that would be helpful there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, Dane. All right, so go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 1. And as you get there, if you could just stand, we'll read the passage together. As as you're turning there, one of the greatest needs for servicemen and women is knowing their purpose. 
why do they exist? Why are they here? What are they doing with their lives? And many of them have a strong desire to do something that matters with their life. So they join the military to fulfill, fulfill that desire and it quickly becomes discouraged. These people become discouraged because they realize the military is not filling that void within them, that desire within them. All of us as God's creation, we have a sense of God's calling on us. Ecclesiastes tells us that God has put eternity in the hearts of men. We long for something greater than ourselves, and anything other than God will, not, will disappoint us. It will not satisfy us. So let's read together here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Pray with me. God, thank you so much uh, for your word, for your church. Uh, I thank you for this church that's graciously sending my family out to do some wonderful ministry with the military. I thank you for the ministry that's done here at this pulpit every Sunday, at this building every week. God, I pray that you would bless the ministries of Bear Valley Church as the pastors and the elders seek and desire to preach your word and to point everyone to the calling which you have called us to, to walking worthy of that calling. So God, this morning I pray that you will speak through your word, encourage us as we look at this, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Paul starts out here, I therefore, I therefore. And whenever we start with a therefore, you've got to figure out why it's there. What is it there for? And we start looking back and you try and figure out, well, why is it there? Well, what Paul's talking about is the grace of God. And if you start moving backwards in the book of Ephesians, you'll see a lot of different paragraphs and chapters and uh, sections starting with for this reason, of this, therefore, because of this, up until you get all the way back really to chapter 1 and chapter 2. So if you just flip back to chapter 2, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit of the context of what Paul is saying when he's saying, I therefore urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. It's important for us to look at this. It's important for us to understand this. What is this calling? What is the calling that we're supposed to walk worthy of? What is that calling? Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 uh, is a wonderful chapter of Scripture. It tells us, You were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We read that and we go, wow, that's discouraging. (laughs) That sounds terrible. We were dead. We were hopeless. We were following the devil like everybody else. So it says, it's like, oof, all right. That's a rough start right there. It's a dire problem. It's a terrible problem. That's a hopeless problem is really what it is. It it gets no less, you know, I can't think of any less hope than dead. Like, you know, it's like, okay, it's over. There's no hope there. 
And that's our spiritual condition that's described dead. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Then I love the next two words in verse 4. But God. That's the only thing that can change dead. (laughs) It's the only thing that can bring hope into dead. Like it's over at that point. You can't hope in yourself. You can't hope in anyone else. You can't hope in good feelings. The only hope we have is God. That's what we see, but God. But God what? But God, rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which he loved us. That's an incredible verse. That's a hinge this door pivots on of hopelessness, of desperation. But God. And this door suddenly opens, but God what? But God what? Because of his great love, which he loved us. Well, this is what we see. We see that we have hope in grace, this grace of God. He's rich in mercy and he's rich in grace as well. And this is important for us to understand that this is grace. This is mercy that God gives. It's but God. It's not, but then you tried hard. (laughs) But then you got your act together. (laughs) But then you quit being a bonehead. You know, and none of that is no. It says, but God, who's rich in mercy, you know, mercy and grace, God giving us what we don't deserve. God not giving us what we do deserve. You know, it's two sides of the same coin there. and They're both good for us. But God, who's rich in mercy. This is what God does. He steps in. And a lot of times we struggle and I go, I don't, I don't deserve God's forgiveness. I'm a terrible person. I'm a bad person. I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve to be with him or in front of him and before him. Yeah, we're right. <laughs> That's correct. We don't deserve it. That's what mercy is. That's what grace is, what we don't deserve. Forgiveness. His love, we didn't deserve those things. We didn't earn them. We did nothing to merit them or to gain them. Yet God, because of his great love, it's his love. What does he do? Verse six, I'm sorry, verse five. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, reminding us, remember how bad it was? You were dead in your trespasses. You're dead in your sins. God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Again, but it is God that does the work. It's God who saves us. It's God who rescues us. Why? Because of his great love. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We can't. Verse 8 and 9. Famous verses here. For by, the, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Paul's hitting it home over and over and over again. We didn't do it. We didn't earn it. We can't earn it. We can't pay it back. Grace and mercy. It's unmerited, undeserved, unwarranted. It's because God loves us. This is the call. Walk worthy of the calling of which you've been called. God is calling sinners to himself. He's calling them saying, come to me. Come and believe. Put your faith in the work of Jesus Christ. That's the calling. Believe and repent. Repent and believe. Come. And God is calling everyone. We're going to go up to Washington State where I've driven through briefly once. (laughs) And we're going to preach this gospel to soldiers who need to hear it, who've never heard it, 
who are not believing, who are still dead in their trespasses and sins. We're going to preach this gospel to people who believe and need Christian fellowship and encourage them to walk humbly as we're going to get to because it was the grace of God. It was the mercy of God that has saved us, not us. So this is the calling to which we've been called. So again, chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved, doesn't end there. Verse 10, I mean, I'd be flipping back and forth a lot. Verse 10 then tells us, you've been called, but you're not just called to sit on our hands and do nothing and go, sweet, God saved us, thank you. He's merciful, he's gracious to us, great. And do nothing. Verse 10 tells us, no, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when we respond to this call, we have a job to do. We have a walk that we're supposed to walk. God has prepared for us a path that we are to walk. He doesn't say, go figure it out, go blaze your own path, go find good works to do. No, God is even gracious here in telling us that he has prepared for us, for us individually, for you and for I, good works that you and I are to do and are to perform in our lives as we walk in faith with him. So what does it look like to walk worthy of the calling which we are called? Well, the calling is the, is the gospel. It's to repent, to believe, to come, to believe, put your faith in Christ. And the walking is doing these good works. It's serving God with our lives and how we walk and what we do. And these are the things that I want to take to these soldiers. I want to explain, I want to encourage them with that we are to walk worthy. We are to walk in step, if you will. Who knows what cadence is? What does cadence mean? In step. So we want to go to these soldiers and we want to teach them and work with them. What does it look like? What does it mean as a believer, as a soldier that's a Christian to walk in step, to be in cadence, to walk in step with the Spirit, to walk in step with God as a soldier, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, as a friend, as a member of the local church? How do you do that? What does that look like every single day? What are those decisions and those choices mean? The military trains our soldiers very well what it means to walk in step as a soldier. Get the same haircut, wear the same clothes, walk the same lines, talk the same way, use the same acronyms. I'm going to have to pick up a second language. I want to come alongside into these lives of these soldiers who are struggling with depression and loneliness, uh, struggling with post PTSD are struggling with um, the effects of suicide all around them. Uh, there's 22 suicides a day in the veteran and active duty community. It's a lonely place. It's a dark place that we can come and say, that hole in you, that desire in you, alcohol's not going to fill it. Women aren't going to fill it. Men aren't going to fill it. Partying's not going to fill it. Doing something great with your life and serving in the military, that's not going to fill it. It's a great thing, but that's not going to fill that void in you. You need to respond to the call of God. He will fill you. 
That's the only thing. And as we respond to that call, we then will walk in cadence with God. We walk in step with him. And Sabrina and I and my family get to come alongside these servicemen and women and open our house and disciple them and shepherd them and help them to understand what is it to walk in step with God, with the Spirit, doing good works day by day. It's not a mystery if you're like, well, what does that even mean? Just read the next verse. (laughs) Ephesians 4, 2. Walk worthy with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. As we read Scripture, God isn't hiding His will from us. He's not trying to be mysterious. So we're going to have these Bible studies, and we're going to open up God's Word, and we're going to look at it, and we're going to pray, and we're going to seek God together, and we're going to say, how are we going to walk in humility together? How are we going to be unified around the Spirit of God together? And we're going to walk in cadence together with God at Joint Base Lewis McCord. So church, I'm grateful to you. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful to you, more than you'll ever know. More than you'll ever know. Uh, You are our sending church. You are generously and uh, graciously sending me and my family off. We're excited to do that. Um, But you support my family in so many ways more than uh, just monetarily. Uh, We have friends and family here uh, that are praying for us, that are uh, holding the rope, if you will, as we send uh, prayer emails back out. This is the church I came to faith in. This is the church I was baptized in. This is the church I learned how to preach in, how to read my Bible. Uh, This church goes with us. Uh, As we go to Washington, uh, I leave, but I'm taking you with me. Uh, You you have worked for a long time uh, to prepare me for this ministry. And I am thrilled and excited to go. I hate to leave, um, but I'm so excited that I get to come back. I'm excited that the next time I'm up here, you'll probably be praying for me and kicking me out the door. Um, But the time after that, I'll have pictures and stories of what God is doing through your faithfulness, through your support, through your prayers. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for sending my wife and I, my family, to JBLM. Uh, If you have any questions, wow, I'm getting a little emotional. Oh, geez, that didn't help. (laughs) Wife's the best. Um, (laughs) If you have any questions on ways that you could support us, uh, we are around 35%. uh, We're running to 100 uh, as fast and hard as we can so that we can get to ministry. If you have any uh, questions on how you could support us, uh, anything like that, My wife and I uh, are going to clean up and be at the table in the lobby, uh, and we would love to share with you. Uh, We'd love to meet with you, uh, have you over for dessert or something, and uh, talk about our plans and how how we see God revealing this to us. So thank you very much. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for your grace and mercy, your love, for saving us and calling us. God, it is your mercy. It is your grace. God, I pray for soldiers at JBLM. There are 210,000 people there who need your grace and mercy. God, I ask you to save every one of them. And uh, I'm not saying that through me I could not 
Oh, God. But through a team of faithful workers and ministers, through faithful churches that we can partner with and work with, God, I, I ask that you would save souls for their good and for your glory. God, may you be glorified in the Army and Air Force base that we are working out there. May you be pleased with the work we do. God, I pray also that you'd keep our connection strong with Bear Valley Church uh, as they pray for us and send us up uh, to do your work. But God, as, I, as we leave, I pray for the work of the congregation here. Sabrina and I aren't the only ones ministering. We're not the only ones preaching the gospel, God. And there is pews full of men and women who are preaching the gospel to their children, to their families, to their neighbors, their co-workers. I pray that you'd fill them with your power and your truth, that they may do that well. God, we love you and thank you for all you do. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.